first giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. It's MJ Meraki, and this is Black Church Experience. Welcome back, y'all. We're going to jump into our episode. Uh, Before we do that, I got to say thank you to everyone who tuned in for the pilot last week. Thank you to everyone who sent uh, positive feedback and expressed how necessary this was. I even am appreciative of the voice notes some of y'all say i don't know if y'all know y'all can do that but uh there's a way to send voice notes to the show um just in response to the things that i have um that have gone on in the show so shout out to those who sent those last week um and yeah the the response from you all has been very um overdrawn i don't use no cliche term it's been very confirming that uh, it was time. I was actually out and about minding my business hosting an event and the host of that event actually I was at um, Soul Exhibit. I was hosting Soul Exhibit. I'm tell y'all the name. I was at Soul Exhibit and uh, Shelby Soul's mother came up to me and she just had the word of the Lord for the day and she said what she said. I ain't gonna tell y'all what she said because that's our business. But I knew based on what she was saying, it was confirming um, the podcast and having these kind of conversations on the internet with, you know, this audience of persons. So y'all can say shout out to Mama Soul, Shelby Mama, (laughs) for being a part of the catalyst for this podcast, starting when it did, how it did, and, you know just jumping right into it so we're going to get into today's episode today's episode is titled the hurt the traumatized and the tide right uh if you have spent any amount of time in the black church you know that uh this is a very unique point that some reach and some never return from So we're going to get into that conversation because I think it's going to connect the dots on what I was discussing last week or not last week, the last episode with needing to take a break and why and those kind of things. And so we'll get into that. I also want to talk about it from the standpoint of that there are significant numbers of, you know, persons in a certain age group who say "Mm, not for me. So maybe we'll come to understanding about why that's happening here um as the as we discussed today but yeah we're gonna get into it we're gonna just really have the conversation today but uh yeah it is right here every other week in the fellowship hall so in the meantime make sure that you are keeping up with the conversation on our twitter instagram and uh facebook and yeah, make sure that you are connecting with this experience. We have some very unique ideas that will be rolled out in connection to Black Church experience, and we will hope that you will be along for the journey to see, you know, how we plan on celebrating and uh, having conversation on this particular area of our lives. All right, but anywho, um, yeah, once again, this podcast. This is not in, intended to be some type of hate page or uh, slander, smear, 
whatever words we want to use of the black church that is not the point the point of this podcast is to have um conversation and expression of particular perspectives you know within the black church um and it's intended to allow for us to realize whether we are a 90s church kid or we are a preacher's kid or maybe you've ministered and pastored yourself wherever you find yourself in the crosshairs of this that you hear someone else saying like no I experienced that too and this was my response and someone may be able to say well ooh, I'm glad I didn't respond like that when the people tried me like that or they can say oh I'm not the only one who experienced that thank God right wherever you find yourself it's okay for me a lot of these things on here is not a matter of a good and bad right and wrong pointing fingers no it's just going back through certain experiences analyzing them cross-examining them looking at them from a perspective a different perspective things that maybe was not noticed or could have been noticed or whatever it may be but just from a very honest reflection so it's very much yeah a reflection of experiences and I also want to give you know sometimes wisdom or little witty things that may help individuals who want to endure and experience the space that is the black church um because everyone doesn't plan on leaving everyone has not left some are returning some will not return but i hope that this conversation will help to bring clarity and resolve to people regardless of where they are in it that um you know we get to help address some things here so yeah um this podcast is just a byproduct of experiences i'm not that's why I say I really want y'all to get on here trying to tussle with me about this and that or this. I don't really care. That's not the point of this. It's not to be. I'm going to be as politically correct as possible, as respectful as possible, all those kind of things. But um, I also, yeah, let me go ahead and tie that in right here. Some folks I'm sure didn't understand in the pilot, like maybe one of the expressions, like uh, if you see the liar or whatever, spit in their face. Listen, that's just some. It's just we are. You understand, right? It's calm down. It's gonna be alright. It's not. Hmm. Anyways, so yeah, it's gonna be alright. And then uh, I had someone else on on uh, Facebook, you know, asking me, "Hey, with do you think this is kind of? I think the question or what was being asked is like." do you think this is too soon to be discussing this kind of thing being that you know whatever but honestly um this is meant to be like a in real time evolving conversation this is not this is not supposed to be some like five point sermon on how to heal from church hurt church trauma and why you need to be in church or something like this that's not what this is this is just someone who has experienced this once again having a conversation about what they've experienced so hopefully now that we have spent a a considerable amount of time laying the foundation here i think that it'd be important to go ahead and get into the conversation so um one of the things that i find very interesting about church and blackness is that they are very intermeshed in a way that at times you can't really tell the difference of one from the other 
um, I think that church, blackness, and uh, they they are. You, I, I hope I, this will make sense as you all are listening, but they're so intermeshed that there are certain things that you think of and think of church. So I'll give you a few. Here we go. So if I say fried chicken, right? Fried chicken is so intermeshed into blackness that it's also so intermeshed into the church that I can remember eating chicken wings at so many churches in the fellowship hall with usually, here we go, this is I'm gonna get this is how you know if you really was raised in church. You, if you went to the back fellowship hall and they had chicken wings, did they or did they not also have meatballs? Okay, did they or did they not have some type of little sub or Cuban sandwich? Okay, did they or did they not sometimes have maybe some kind of potato salad, macaroni salad? Okay, or some kind of seafood salad? Okay. Did they or did they not have the cookies with either the chocolate on one side and the vanilla on the other as a very, you figure out which one is your favorite kind of, hello, okay? Red juice, sometimes orange juice, not orange juice, but like orange Kool-Aid. Now, if you really went to a church in the South, every once in a while, they would bless you with some kind of mixture of like that green orange sherbet with ginger ale. Oh my. I'm thinking about it right now, right? So that's what I mean. Like certain things within blackness in church um, are very intermeshed. Funerals, blackness, church, once again. You know, you can, you think of, for me growing up, I have seen some very dramatic expressions of blackness in funerals in a church um, that I'm sure is only, it's only relative to blackness so much to the point that it wasn't until high school that I went to a funeral for a non-black person who I went to high school with who um, who had died before we graduated and that's when I realized like oh the way that black folks funeralize is much different than other people so there's that so I yeah I grew when I was growing up I was really because of this this intermeshing, I really thought that all black people went to church. I thought all black people went to church, and I thought all black people believed in God. And I think I made it all the way up until middle school, thinking that all black people went to church, and all black people believed in God. And I remember getting to the high school and meeting the first black person um, who said, God, I don't believe in God, I'm atheist. And I looked at him like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I did. I remember looking at him like, "Ooh, Beelzebub!" I just at that at that point in my life, I definitely looked at him like, "There's something wrong with him. Stay away from him." But honest reflection, okay. But anywho, that holidays, holidays and blackness in church, Easter being hello, that's where we started at here. Easter being that one that I know black folk who never, when I say never go to church, and Easter come around, and that's the only time they're gonna think about going to church. Did they possibly go this year? No. But they thought about it, which is much different than any other time of the year. They, they didn't think about going to church no other time, uh, but Easter rolled around. Or, and New Year's. Now, there, if there's two days that we expect to see the most people in church, it's Resurrection Sunday, Easter, same day, depending on who you are. And uh, definitely New Year's. And then depending on what y'all do for Christmas in y'all church. 
you'll typically have uh, some of the scragglers come back for that. So there's that. There's isms, like the one that this show starts with. First, giving honor to God, okay? But you really have to be from the church to maybe have heard that. But uh, there are things that just are so connected, even when you think about the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King and the black church and those different things those connections from there so that's what i mean like there's such an intermeshing in our culture and um i think that if you've experienced the black church once again it's not monolithic it's not that we are all experiencing the same thing but there there are certain things that we all know from the space the music whether it's the expression of our holy ghost if, whether it's the hats and the suits and the the CLGIC got it on lock when it comes the best okay if we were doing church as if it was like um, not more like societal groups or like social groups in that kind of way social class the CLGIC would definitely be like the better dressed of them okay so if you watch um, like Bridgerton or you ever watch like Hunger Games that's the and you because and the reason why I'm stopping to explain this because everybody that listens to this podcast is not from like within the know of what the black church experience is. So if you remember like the very you know what's the what's the name called I forgot what it was called in games but um you know them people I think sector one district one district one district one there we go and then then you also got like the CLG CLGIC is kind of like the Bridgerton folk you know what I mean like. Mm-hmm. So we understand it. And then you have so many other things that go on in church that um, just like you have, like I said, the music and the fashion, all these kind of things. And um, you also have to deal with the fact that there are sometimes judgmental elders and there are also scandals. And there's also these little gossip pockets, as I like to call them. If you go to a church that don't have a gossip pocket, then I don't know. I want to I want to come see your church. That's probably a cult. <laughs> Cause y'all don't want to admit the truth. There is at least one little gossip pocket in each church, and sometimes it ranges. It's not always that somebody get like dragging the pastor and calling him out to be something. It could just be that something that the church people is planning is not going up to par, and their personalities are starting to clash. Let me tell you, <laughs> we're here to talk about the uh, the hurt. The traumatized and the tired. This is where you're going to find most of the hurt, traumatized, and tired people. It's the people who are doing their best to serve every week and get along with each other and sometimes don't do very well and people's feelings get hurt. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to get there. But um, <laughs> I got to talk about it because there is this tension of something. That, there's this tension of people not wanting to address at times. Like the church is not always this super kosher space where we in here lifting our hands and singing kumbaya and glory be to the lamb um it really do be some real interesting interpersonal social things happening and um i just think it's worth talking about so once again we're gonna be talking about the black church and let's talk about this the church we're gonna gonna get a little a little sermonette in here when you hear the phrase the church right it has so many different connotations because some people hear the church and they think of um the catholic church some people you know think very specific to like those who were raping and pillaging and like in the name of god kind of thing like some people's mind goes to that 
And then there are some people who they hear the church and they think about, you know, um, mega churches. And so I just want to narrow it down. I want to help it out. So then there are some people that's going to hear the term the church and they're going to take it deep. They're going to be like the church is um, <laughs> the church is the bride of Christ. The church is a body. It is not just one. So we're going to break that down real quick for people who may not understand that. So, yes, there is a phrase, the church. Okay, the body of Christ, which are those who believe in collectively meet and organize and express their love to the Father. Um, then you have like this expression of the body of Christ that may be a bit more um, focused to a national or regional area. Because the church is global, national, regional, local, and then even more specifically, like locally, where is your home church or the church that you're committed to? So the global church being like church at large, nationally being like, oh, there's a genre of church within the Americas, you know, within the national, I mean, <laughs> God, what am I saying? <laughs> um, so yeah, you have an understanding of church being global, national, regional, local, and then even more local, your home church, where do you serve? So, uh, the Southern Black Church is a phrase you might hear. Uh, the American Church, the Black American Church, is another phrase you may hear when talking about the church. You might have, like I said, um, however, you, wherever the space is, is going to be these different terms. Um, so, I want to get into this this conversation because sometimes when folks hear the phrase within the context of church when folks hear church hurt church hurt is kind of like a it became a buzzword at one point in the same way like millennial became a buzzword in church and manifest became a uh or manifestation became a buzzword in church let me pause before they try to be like, but your father's church's name is in right. That's been since 2001. It wasn't a buzzword. We didn't rebrand to that. The church started as that. It started as a weird name. <laughs> it started there, okay? So it's been that. But um, at one point, manifestation and manifesting this and that, da, 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 became such a conversation in the church. Um, also, what's another thing that became like a buzzword more recently? Hmm can't think of anything else at the moment but yeah these different words that catch on but church hurt church hurt was definitely definitely real buzzy for a minute um and it started some very unique discussions and i think that in the conversations being had i don't really know if i don't really know if people were being properly heard I don't know if the elders were being properly heard. I don't know if the pulpits were being properly heard. I don't know if the parishioners were being properly heard. I don't know if the millennials were being properly heard. Um, because of the space and place where some of the conversations even happening. So we'll get to that in a moment. So what is it? You know, what is church hurt? And I actually want to... I'm going to do something on my own accord here. And I want to give us two different terms in this conversation you can use them i'm not saying that this is bible i'm not saying that this is what it is this is how i am choosing um, to for this conversation categorize these things this is not 
in nobody's dictionary this way. This is from my own processing. Okay, just wanted to lay that out. Okay, so I want to I want us to put these two words into action, right? Um, church hurt versus church trauma. Okay, church hurt versus church trauma. So what what am I talking about when I say church hurt? If somebody's church hurt, what I'm referring to, what I am referring to, is the results of a toxic church environment. Okay, um, the it ain't really too clean in the pews. Maybe I mean that figuratively. <laughs> Okay, there's a lot of things that go on in the mix with the people. There might be a lot of falling outs because of this and that stuff that's not really getting addressed. Um, the pastor, no, but he don't really talk about it. He only talk about certain parts of it from the pulpit or on social media, like those kind of things, right? Um, yeah, or but more specifically, like that person being in the mix of something that's deemed you know not kosher for the book all right so that's that's that people who they in the gossip now church trauma okay i want to lay this out as the effects of the negligence and ignorance of the church okay the way that the church might approach something or does something okay for example what i consider church trauma is i remember one time when i was growing up there was this instance where they were attempting to do some type of deliverance or for some people the word might be exorcism on my mother at the end of a service and these people who very clearly had no inner working of power um were getting very riled up with the fact that whatever they were deeming this expression that she was having um was needing to get free now and uh they went ahead. <laughs> they put my mother. Ne- I've never forgotten this. This is still burning to my eyes. They put my mother in a trap. About eight people took all of their strength and ability and lifted my mother back up to the sky. They were lifting her to the sky in this trash can. Talking about they were offering her back to God. That they were committing her back to God. And I remember as a child seeing this, as everybody, and other people were just leaving out the church like, oh, child, there she go again acting crazy. No one was defending my mother. No one said anything. They all all up in these Chick-fil-A tongues, right? And quite frankly, nothing changed in my mother. That, That was traumatic. That was traumatic. I had to go to school on Monday morning knowing those people put my mother in a trash can and were giving her back to God. And it didn't work. (laughs) That's just very weird, right? So that caused trauma. That caused trauma. Um, That or... And it could be other things, but I've already... That's a good example of one, so... um, But the reason why these things happen in church... And I want to help y'all a lot because I want to go ahead and get this out because I want y'all to know I am really about helping people come to resolve and kind of solutionizing it in our minds a little bit. People are peopling. When you go to church, they're going to be people. My father had to. One day we had a conversation and this was one of the things we were talking about. Wherever you have a church, there's going to be people. And wherever those people are, they're being people. Okay? That's what they're being. People. 
Now, the thing is about those people, they're bringing all of their experiences and cultural background with them. Now, my my good friend, uh, Prophet Apostle Tori Marcel Harper, said something to me one day that was the connected to that thought. So I must connect it now and acknowledge it. But he said, persons interface uh, with the church as they would in one or two with one or two mindsets family or business he says when a businessman comes into church he looks at the individuals who were there and those persons or and those people come together and they say how can we get this done 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 how can we get this done 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 this done 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 right and it can become very uh mechanical and it can become very driven to produce 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 product 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 so then people can become burnt out in that kind of ministry because the leader may not have a very like strong or the persons even the persons within that space are all thinking like oh it's business business is business is kingdom business whatever it may be but they do it in such a way that they just start to like grind out and burn out because it's just not how it really works right then he also said to me that people connect with church as they would their family and he says now based on a person's family they're going to have a frame of reference based on the family dynamic the cultural experiences of that family all these kind of things and they're bringing that frame of reference into church now the reason why this is important to understand in this conversation is because when i was growing up in church and i'm sure for others growing up in church that was considered my church family people still use that term but it's not the way that we were using it in the 90s church in the 90s no these people were your family okay i mean that's brother so-and-so that's sister so-and-so that's mother so-and-so okay uh that's deacon so-and-so whomever and these people were respected they were seen in these roles they were held to an esteem in the in the hearts of people uh in in that space because you go out to eat with each other you went to conferences together you went over to each other's homes you sat on the same pew you prayed together you saw this person going through this with their family and their son and their grandmother and y'all prayed for their whatever it may be so there's this very interconnectedness that happens and i think that one of the things that can happen from the standpoint of church trauma especially for maybe pks a bit more and those who are really raised in the church is when there's some kind of falling out in a church where a family who was very interwoven decides that their season at that church is over and if they're like the pastor kids and then we're hanging out or whatever then there's sometimes these strains in the family dynamics from that and they're doing their best to try to hit them like you know no we're still family kind of thing you know whatever it may be but there's tension it's like this familial tension right and i realized once tori said this to me that how many people around me what is their actual familial experiences and backgrounds right and um it just put a lot of things in perspective for me and i begin to realize at large at large once again we're about to do a generalization this is not for everyone but in the black south you know church southern church um especially where the demographic is mostly inner city underserved adult persons who xyz whatever i'm not gonna start i don't want to do it but the point that i'm making is there's a certain storyline and dynamic within most black families 
in a certain region of a certain experience. I'm just going to say it that way to keep it safe. <laughs> Don't drag me up. Um, but those persons maybe have a lot of tension with like the, the mother dynamic in their family, the father dynamic, and the siblings, the cousins, the stability, the structure, the conversations, the traumas, the abuse, the fractures, whatever they may be. But they are not seldom and few in, in, most, in most space within the Southern Black Church. <clears throat> so with that being said, you have someone who grew up um, not getting along with their sisters for whatever the reasons be coming into church and attempting to be on a prayer team with other women. And she doesn't even like women. Like She doesn't like women and having interpersonal connection and conversation with women. So, because why she didn't get along with her sisters or whatever it may be then that's just one one very simple thing or you also have if you really get into the psychology of family sometimes you have the overachiever mindset in some children some people grew up in a home where they, their parents were very whatever it may be that caused them to feel like they have to always be the overachiever and um if something needs to be done get it done da 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 or in, and be seen in the light of the one that always gets it done. So then what happens is this person comes into church serving and they they are going to become the pastor's pet, the whomever it be sometimes. And they do it so well um, serving and they really mean, some, I think sometimes they mean well, sometimes it is from a deficiency, but they can mean well, you know what I mean? Or it could be a deficiency, their prerogative, their own journey for them to figure it out. Um, but that having to do having to do can begin to become a conflict with the others within the space who feel like can you calm down and let other people have an opportunity too or could you calm down and realize you don't have to talk to people like that to get things done or whatever it may be um but these these if you come to understand any of what i was just saying and and see it more or less as people are peopling that wherever there are people, people are going to be doing what they do. They're going to be being people. And I remember one day we were chatting about this. My father said, don't ever think that just because people go to church that they're actually in a journey of becoming. Some people are just coming to church. Some people are not becoming anything new. And when he said that, I had to finally realize, like, oh, that's true. Some people are simply congregating. It's just where they come together every week. And... There is no renewal happening and there's no change happening. And there's no desire for the essence of God in some people that come to church every week. <clears throat> and that's just a fact. That's just a fact. And they are also intermixed with the persons who are actually genuine there because their life is in some type of, you know, phase. But being in this space for some can and has become very exasperating. Um... It's so funny because we have actually reached background where I'm from. It's complication season. And this is about round when people sometimes can just, you just never know. Um, complication can bring out some very interesting confrontations, right? Convocation can bring out some very interesting confrontations. So, Father, we just pray that you keep them people over there this year as they go through the preparation weeks of that. Um, it's because it's a high spiritual time and people are always on their P's and Q's. The emotional uh, intelligences aren't always at tip-top shape. And, you know, you sometimes forget, like, okay, y'all look real. See what time of year it is. That's why certain things can be going on. Everybody just chill pill and act different. Right? 
do something different this year just choose to be of positive mind whatever but anyway um but yeah people can get very tired after this season sometimes not always um and it can become very exasperating so what do people do when church becomes exasperated now let me tell you why i think it happens after complication season i feel like people don't work real hard especially for the people who've been like doing what they had to do to be able to be ready to get into collar whether they did it from the goodness of god or for the tap dancing before people they've been in their commitment and their fasting in their season like whoo you know they was really holding their tongue leading up weeks to you know, days of, because they really trying to stay in the spirit, they don't walk in the flesh, but then after they done got that yoke put around their neck, and we done gave out the tags and the fruit baskets and everybody go, people start, child, next year, what I'm not going to do, and who I'm not finna, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, all the what I'm not doing next year is to start, and I think that's where it happens, some of that tension, that people are making Here's one. People be, you know, especially when you're in planning committees at certain times of the year, your church does a certain thing at a certain time of year, whatever it may be. And them little frictions of communication that happen leading up to it. And people get their feelings hurt. You know, things happen behind the scenes. And they don't say nothing because they're trying to stay in the spirit. But I think that's what happens, too. Some of that trauma and hurt becomes a little compounded because it's not being, um, it's not being addressed. It's not being discussed. So, anywho, um, this is going to end up being a two-part um, episode. But before we get to all that, let's just keep going a little bit. Um, yeah, once... So, what happens for people once the church becomes exasperating and all these kind of things? Um, back in the day, I felt like, in the 90s church, I felt like people much more sucked it up. And it was like, you know, respect the pastor, respect the church. You got to go every week. And somewhere around the turn of like 2013, I think, I feel like I really started seeing it. But um, people really kind of just started to check out of the church in the last, ooh, I mm, I'd say more significantly within the last uh, maybe nine or eight years. I feel like you've really seen this drifting of people away from being in church every Sunday in such a very specific way. And I think that part of that is because of these compounded matters where if I've seen my mother go through certain things in church and now I'm seeing the same church doing the same thing a certain way, I'm not putting up with that. And so I feel like my generation has become very vocal. So what do we do? We normally take to social media with expression. But when you are in an era where the bishop don't respect that sister so-and-so's daughter went on the internet to talk about the bishop and these kind of things, it has created a whole new dynamic um, within the church. So there's a lot more. And from the other end, it used to be that the pastor's get up and preach on Sunday morning that's the only only, let me tell you the only time I heard or seen of my bishop when I was growing up was at the church when he was preaching if not then he was in his office and then he went home and you only went to the bishop house when he invited you over for like a very special occasion and it was not everybody and that is respectfully right because it is his home to choose who he wants to have there um but that's it Bishop, what pastor one, Bishop one just coming over our house and stuff. 
Um, there was one time we had got stranded on the interstate with a flat tire. I remember Bishop came and got us. Um, so that whole kind of thing. But that's the only time you saw or heard from the Bishop. When he was mounting the platform to speak and as he patted you on your head to go home and that kind of stuff. So when we reach this new era of pastors and preachers being on the internet. And them and their members are going back and forth. This is new, y'all. This is a very new thing that's happening. If you've ever seen somebody arguing with the saints and their pastor, on that's new like that in that format. Now, don't get me wrong. People used to have their little squabbles in the church, but it was different because people was having face-to-face conversation. And it took a different kind of balls and all to say things directly to the pastor face that, quite frankly, the boys nor the girls have these days. So, <laughs> it's just a different world. Um... Yeah, and, and I think that when I saw the conversation start to become so vocal on the internet, then that became like what I consider antagonist. That was like the church didn't hurt you. Uh, the church is, you know, the church didn't hurt you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not picking on people around me who said that. I'm just talking about this is once again, I'm talking to archetypes because it wasn't just people from, you know, my the space that I come from, saying this. This was I'm speaking to archetypes once again. Hey, the, the general conversation happening. The church didn't hurt you. The church didn't hurt you. And I, I, what I wanted to say is like, no, the church did hurt that person. No, the church really did hurt that person because that person could have been handled more appropriately about that matter. That <clears throat> the church could have been more intentional of its word choice and approach when talking to sister so-and-so about her attire when coming to church um the church could have been more sensitive about sister so-and-so's son going through a thing and then the rest of the church finding out about it and dragging and talking about the whatever it may be so the church right there are these real occurrences where a group of people a collective of people do wrong by a person or persons and I think that that is something that that may never be acknowledged by most pastors, preachers, teachers, or whomever, um, overseers of churches, that their church did have some level of harm, neg- negligence, or toxic attribution to someone's life based on something that that collective and the way they think, thought, and do things, done things, was painful to someone at the emotional level sometimes physical level okay right and now before anyone also goes in and and say well the church still no if someone finds out that their pastor has a sex tape out and now they got to deal with that that hurts them right if someone and i'm using the extremes right now someone finds out that deacon so-and-so had been doing such and such with the money somebody might be hurt with that y'all y'all understand what i'm saying like people because what happens when it's hurt or it's trauma is three things people's innocence their ability to believe freely in someone is gone what is that also their trust they are trusting that is like equity that you place in someone else which is also connected to what their faith they're believing that every time that this person told them this by faith and came into agreement with them with blah 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 that god was using that person or whatever it may be and i think that it's worth understanding in it and the church at large at some point acknowledging no there are people who have been hurt if not in this decade of the church then in the 90s like me when i like i said earlier saw my mother placed in the trash can and give back to god and that's just one scenario that's just one that's not all of them 
I saw so many things. Just and it wasn't the bishop. It was the people within the church. It was people within the church doing things that the bishop sometimes never even found out about. <clears throat> but there's there are these things that actually happen. Um, so it, it, this by the time that the person leaves church or whatever, it's is that's a physical sign because the people there are people who come every week still hurting, you know. But that that's I think that's one of the things that we'll go ahead and have to wrap this conversation here this is already long um but we're gonna jump right back into this next week maybe 